Good morning. This morning's instructions were expanded some, and I'd like to just take a moment to clarify the options you were offered and um, maybe give a context to that. That as we practice, um, there are different ways of supporting us to arrive fully in presence. And one of the most central ones that most of us use and need is to have some pre-selected anchor or place where we come back to and not only come back to but have the intention to stay with and bring a, a steady sustained attention to because when we do it collects the mind in a way that creates very positive and supportive mind states peacefulness, ease, balance, calm, happiness. So that coming back to the anchor and then concentrating some is a really important part of practice. Uh, What it does is it enables the mind to be quiet enough that we can begin to actually notice what's going on. So the practice of mindfulness is the noticing, the noticing and the allowing moment to moment. If we just concentrate and get absorbed but don't open the attention to the actual changing play of phenomena, then there's no insight. There's no freedom. There's no real confidence that we can rest in reality as it is. So for each of us, we're finding a kind of balance where we direct the mind some to cultivate these very positive mind states but then let go and open to the changing waves. Choiceless awareness is the description of mindfulness when we're no longer controlling or directing the mind in any way. So the option I offered uh, this morning was if the mind was quiet enough to let go of a coming back to a specific place, but instead just rest in the awareness that's noticing whatever's predominant or noticing the space of awareness itself, the wakefulness and space that's here. So that's an option for you. If, if you feel that the mind isn't real distracted, to um, just explore that radical letting go and just being with what's there. And I usually recommend that if there is some quietness to the mind, to take a portion of every practice period to intentionally stop doing anything because we get addicted to the doing and I've seen meditators go for decades and get addicted to the doing and there's always something else to perfect or master and there always seems like something's off balance so there's always tinkering and never that and it just as in our lives there's never that resting back into what is and discovering the trust and confidence that uh, enables us to really open to living and dying in a full way. So that's an invitation to explore. Now, just to add to this, that in the old days, when I first started attending retreats and teaching, instructions were much simpler. There were a lot less options. You know, and, and so what we've come to find is that it's more difficult and confusing sometimes because there's that tendency to say, well, 
So which practice is best? What should I do now? Should I be doing metta? Should I be, you know, offering myself loving kindness? Or should I be aiming at the breath? Or should I be... And then it can bring up yet another neurosis. So I just want to respond to that and say, it's true, it is an experiment. It's, the way it's taught now is much more empowering to you because it honors that there is no one-size-fits-all. There really isn't. And that each of us either, if, if we don't do it, we're going to be kind of trying to follow something and feel we're doing it wrong. Each of us has to keep paying attention. What serves awakening in this body-mind in this moment? Each of us has to keep kind of asking and experimenting. Um, that doesn't mean we don't work with one practice and just stick with it for a while, because that's important too. But I found that, you know, when I watched, have watched people over the decades now, and I've seen many people plateau, and I've seen many people just keep on unfolding, the difference does not have to do with the practices they were doing. The difference has to do with the quality of sincerity about waking up. It's an attitude. And you can trust that if you keep coming to your intention that you sincerely care about this awakening of heart and mind, that sincerity will give you feedback as you do the experiment of which way to lean. Do I do more focus? Do I do more metta? You can trust that it, you, can, you can explore these practices and find your way. Just keep coming back to intention. So I hope that's helpful in creating some context with these options that we're giving. And uh, we have some time for questions. So last night, Tara, you said something that resonated with me deeply. Leaving the fortress of the mind, coming into the wilderness, encircling love. And I guess my question is around how to bring that into daily life, in particular those areas of life where we have to think, like work. Mm -hmm. My work requires a lot of thinking and analysis, um, interactions with people, I have to be on. But I want to bring more of that bodhicitta, is it, mm -hmm. to, to my work. Yeah, so your question, and this is, and we kind of will go deeper, you know, as part of the closing and really re-entry, but it's the question I think we all carry that daily life tugs us around. It just tugs us around. It, tr it sends, sets off all the triggers of having to get things done and get somewhere and what's dangerous around the corner and having to think, having to figure out, and so on. So it's a matter of first just knowing that, just as you said, your intention is, and bodhicitta, if you don't, the word can come or go, but it's really that your own heart be in its fullness, that you want to live true to yourself. And so if you keep it really simple and know as you wake up at the beginning of the day and as you go to sleep, okay, what I care is, is that alignment. And then you find through the day, it's not going to be that you leave the fortress of thoughts in the sense that you stop thinking. You certainly will leave the fortress of, of thoughts when the thoughts are limiting you, are turning you against yourself, or turning you against others. That's when you say, oops, 
it's real, but it's not true, come back. So for the most part, we get better and better at being able to discriminate when our thinking is useful and it's part of what we need, it's part of living, when it actually supports our spiritual life, and when it's actually cutting off the bodhicitta. It's just a matter of degree. It bleeds into our life, is well for all of us, and what allows that to happen again is intention. Yeah, so thank you for bringing, bringing that here. And uh, we have to stop, we're over time. So I have a few announcements for you. The, the thing I'm aware of today is that we're kind of right at the center of the retreat. You've, there's the arrivings happen. We're not quite at that place where we're complete. Well, maybe some of us are, but it's not like right away that we're about to leave. There's a kind of, we're right here. These days are precious. They really are in the, in the sweep of a lifetime to really um, just honor the moments, whether you're taking a shower or sitting here in the hall or, or eating a bite and And what will help to hold that container is going even deeper into the silence, like being aware of the small ways that um, for some that it might be just the habit to to, uh, communicate and really, really honoring that that space for yourself and each other. Um, A lot can flower. So enjoy. Many blessings.